Hey, 415. This episode covers our metrics and performance indicators that are going to allow us to measure the success of our campaigns and, most importantly, make changes for future strategic planning. Yeah, and we talk all the time about it's art and science and this measurement and analysis side, definitely on the science end of it, that's going to inform and make our art side of it a lot better, you know, for future Um campaigns as well. Now, depending on your company or the agency, you know, the client that you're working for, you may need to be more or less like sciency and specific with your measurements and what you're reporting on. So for example, when I worked for the social media agency, that travel place, we needed to track and report on the metrics like way more kind of closely and intensely for clients than I do currently for the nonprofit, right? They're you know, even happy to just have more vanity and, and high level metrics. Um, and, and I'm looking through and doing more deeper, you know, measurement so I can help inform future plans. But they're just like, you know, my reports every month are super, super basic. Um, same with like my work in higher ed. I was reporting and measuring a lot more things than you know, even my supervisor really cared about. So it really depends on who you're working for, where you're working at. But in every instance, no matter what, having a level, at least a level of tracking, measuring, and analyzing our social media performance, it definitely always helped me stand out with the people I was working with and helped me improve what I was doing. So this is kind of an intimidating step. In some ways, kind of a like, ah, do I have to do it? Like an annoying step. But the answer is yes. It is important. Like we do have to do it. Um, and remember that finding the bright spots, right? Bright spots are those things that we want to replicate with intention because they seem to be working. And the growth areas, the things we want to recalibrate with intention because they, you know, weren't working or weren't being successful um, are, are critical to us continuing to grow and develop. And having growth areas is not a negative thing. It just is a thing that we all have in all of our work and projects. And as long as we are embracing and improving on those growth areas, like that's where, you know, you can be successful and that's where you can stand out and that's where you can show your value. But we can't find our bright spots in our growth areas without some level of measurement and analysis on the work we're doing. And that honestly goes for every project and aspect of our lives, not just social media campaigns. Now, the vision of, you know, today's lecture and this week in this unit is for us to be able to identify the key performance metrics that help us plan strategic changes in our campaigns. So with that vision in mind, you know, you can set a goal for yourself with this week's learning materials. Um, and at the end, think about and try to evaluate, you know, do you feel like you can identify key performance metrics and plan strategic changes in future campaigns? Let's go. All right, so we have many ways, like a lot of ways to go about measuring our campaigns. And as with most things with social media campaigns and strategic planning, you know, the specifics of what you're going to be measuring and doing always depends on your campaign situation. Um, but there are kind of four big categories of measurement that are going to be helpful in pretty much every campaign that you do want to think about. And then you can decide which KPIs or those key performance indicators are associated with each category category that actually 
help you analyze your success for your campaign situation. Um, and so the first kind of items in this framework we should be very familiar with already. Um, and that's because it's our objectives, inputs, and activities. Uh, we obviously love objectives. Objectives are the things that we create from our goals for the campaign. Our goals are created from the vision. Um, but the objectives are those specific things that tell us what we need to measure um, and, you know, really lead to, okay, are we successful in the goal after measuring our objectives? The biggest thing with objectives and, you know, refer back to, let's see, like two weeks ago um, as well in that chapter that you read on, you know, the full kind of strategic planning. Oh, there's the train. Um, we need to make sure our objectives are smart. Okay, so smart, it's that specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-based. So really think about for your objectives, right, is it concrete enough? Do you actually, you know, have a strong action word at the beginning that you can, in fact, measure? And is what you're measuring achievable? Like, is it actually even, you know, possible for you to do that? Is it realistic, right, given what you know about your brand, your client, the situation that you're in? Is it realistic, could it be achieved? And is it time-based? Do you have some kind of boundaries on when you're going to be measuring and how often and when you would kind of call it the end? So that way you can think about the success. Um, so first thing is objectives. We keep them really smart. Stage one and kind of our framework for measurement. Stage two are our inputs and that's the context. Um, that we already know, right? Because we did our audience analysis, we have our persona statements, and we did our situation analysis, which is what's, you know, the environmental scan. So, you know, the politics, the legal kind of stuff, and socially, how your campaign might be impacted. And we also did our SWOT analysis. So those are the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So having your inputs, knowing the audience, knowing the situation, you know, are really important and will you know, kind of change a little bit how you measure and what your framework looks like. And the third thing are the activities. And these are the specific content areas for the campaign. So we will be going over the next two weeks, basically, more about the activities and, you know, those specifics of, are you curating content? What's the voice? What's the tone? What are you trying to get? Are you creating content? How does that align with your voice, your tone? You know, what is actually your, your voice? What types of content? When are you going to post them? All of those activities. Um you know, go into the actual content that you end up measuring for your campaign. And these planning activities of like doing like, okay, let me think about the activities, the strategy of the content and thinking about your um, outputs, outtakes, outcomes and impacts. So your measurement, um, doing those things in parallel actually can be really helpful because then as you're planning content, you can have your objectives in mind and be thinking, you know, okay, what metrics kind of are associated with this content and vice versa. Um, and so they, you're kind of thinking about all these things at the same time. Um, but loosely, we usually kind of formalize a lot of our activities and then really put in sort of this measurement and analysis chapter. So the kind of actual four items that we are thinking about in our measurement framework after we get through our objectives, inputs, activities, the first one is the idea of an output, okay? And outputs are going to be our metric for responses. Um, those are the things we're, we're most familiar with um, and often they're like platform metrics as well. It's things like your engagement, right? 
likes, reactions, comments, shares, views, all of that go into the output. So those are the metrics for the response right there. The next one is really the outtakes as well as the outcomes. And so outtakes and outcomes really are measuring the effect of your content. So outputs are measuring the impact of your content, um, kind of measuring the direct interactions of your content, whereas your outtakes and outcomes are really the effects. And so outtakes are really about the actions your audience is taking while the outcomes are really more about attitudes as well. Um, and so outtakes and outcomes are usually measured with things like, you know, click through rates. Are they actually engaging on the polls and how, what are the answers like? Are they using the coupons that you posted? You could create buzz graphs to see how you fit in the conversation. You could do some sentiment analysis as well. So looking at the comments, mentions for your brand, really trying to pay attention and map out to how people are talking about your content. Um, all kind of go into that. Now, some companies, again, especially if they're very formal and technical, might want you to explicitly talk about, here's our outtakes, the actions, here's our outcomes, the attitudes separately. Um, however, in my just experience, I found that framing our actions and the attitudes, so the outtakes and the outcomes together, um, is actually pretty helpful and often makes more sense um, to the, the people that I'm speaking with and, and who are reading it, um, as well as when I explain it, because obviously actions and attitudes are so closely tied together. So just be aware they are separate things, outtakes or actions, outcomes or attitudes, um, but it definitely can be helpful. And we often end up talking about actions and attitudes kind of together as just an outcome. Um, so kind of think about that, but be aware. And then the last thing is the impact. And that's really the change generated um, from your campaign. And this really speaks much more to a brand and corporate level. So it's really the big picture changes that you could associate and explain to your, you know, your leadership. Um, that your campaign helped to change something like the reputation of the brand, for example. Um, and so I did put together, and it's on Canvas for you, um, an actual checklist of this framework. So that way you have it as you're working through your strategy document. Um, but just kind of a yeah, quick review, it could be things like, so um, obviously we know our objectives, right? It's our communication objectives. It's our strategic planning stage. Then we have our inputs from our situational analysis and our audience analysis. It's important for understanding, you know, the, the people, right? Our target at the heart of our campaign and making sure we're situating and have that awareness of the landscape and the context. Then the next thing you've got to check off, have you thought about your activities? Those are the specific strategies and tactics that we are going to implement and plan for. And so that's, you know, what are the social media updates? What are the assets? What are the actual messages and captions and photos? What are the tools we're going to, going to use? When are we going to post these things? All that goes into the activities. Then all right, we have our outputs, measuring the impact of the social media content. Right? So we're measuring the content itself. Those kind of typically we think of them as the more basic and advanced metrics. And so these are things specific to the platform. And these typically think of outputs as likes, follows, shares, comments, reactions, that kind of stuff. Right. So outputs. Every campaign, you should always talk about outputs, like even at the most basic ones. Talk about your your outputs. Then we have our outtakes. Um, which are really the effect of the content. 
um, and the outcomes. Also thinking about the uh, effect of the content with outtakes being more uh, action oriented. So the outtakes might be looking at um, the specific reactions, like which kind of reaction did they have? Um, It could also be like feedback. Um, Did they actually go to your website? What kind of feedback did you get there? Did they leave a review? You know, that's a type of action that they took um, that gives you a lot of insight into the effects. Um, The outcomes, you know, might be things like, you know, if you're looking for the sentiment of their feedback to understand what their attitude is, right? And so the outtake could be, hey, we got five new reviews on, on this. They left 10 comments and the outcomes would be in those five reviews and 10 comments, you know, people are saying X, Y, and Z. Okay. And then last is the impact. Again, that's really the business kind of objectives and think of it as your social media's contribution to the company. And that's usually going to be things like reputation changes or attitude changes, big level um, impacts like that. Cool. So that's our basic framework. Grab the checklist off of Canvas to help you kind of navigate your strategy. But really, again, the the big things um, to keep in mind are going to be defining your objectives, identifying your outputs, monitoring your outcomes, and your outtakes could be in that, and then listening for the impact are really the four, like, make sure you always do those things, especially. And the importance of doing those things is it's going to help you know, collaborate across departments, um, whether it's your budgeting department, your your actual marketing department, right? We're in PR and in journalism. So we're doing more content marketing. So creating content that has value association, but, you know, having these different measurements will help you actually coordinate with the straight marketing department who is just running ads on social media, for example. Um, it's going to help us align our content with data and It's going to help us improve future campaigns. So let's go through a more specific example. So again, framework, super important. We want to align it with our client and our company. So if we go through those kind of four steps um, with that uh, UNC social media, that YouTube shorts were in one. So you were reading the um, creative brief that I created for, okay, how can UNC use YouTube shorts in student academic success? So as a refresh, right, the campaign vision there is to represent UNC as an inclusive and welcoming source of support for college students. And then a goal within that vision was to increase the visibility of UNC among prospective audiences, so future students. Now, an objective of our goal for that could be And remember, objectives are the measurable actions towards the goal. So an objective could be, you know, we want to average 300 views each month during the campaign. Right. So it's specific. We're averaging 300 views. Right. Very specific each month. Like we know exactly what it is. There's no kind of wiggle room there. Um, It is measurable right? Because we know that we can measure views. We have a number to actually measure it against. Um, Is it achievable? Yes. Like YouTube shorts definitely have the power to get hundreds, even millions of views. So it is something that can actually be achieved. Is it realistic? You know, that will depend and we'll kind of use this first round and this kind of pilot version to see. Um, But I do think, you know, 300 views could be realistic given that our, you know, population at UNC um, is, you know, 9,000. 
So that, you know, I think an unrealistic one would definitely be we want to get 50,000 views. Well, that's, you know, like four times the size of our whole university. So probably not realistic. Um, so let's think, okay, 300 views. I think that is realistic. Um, and then it is time-based, right? Each month. So we want an average every month. Um, we know when we can pull the data and we know kind of in what time frame we want to see that measurable number. So one objective average 300 views each month during the campaign. Now, a second goal of the campaign is to increase positive awareness of UNC. So that objective could be we want to see a positive ratio in comment sentiment and likes, right? And so you can take a moment um, and think through, you know, the smart framework, you know, is having a positive ratio in comment sentiment and likes um, specific, right? Do you know explicitly what that is without wiggle room? Um, is it measurable? Do you know how to measure the positive ratio in comment sentiment and likes? Is it achievable, right? Can people get more positive comments and more likes than dislikes? Is it realistic? You think we actually could achieve having more positive, you know, comments and likes? And, and is it time-based? Um, you know, is a time base. Do we know, you know, when and how um, we're going to do that? And so take a moment, think through, and you might even revise it for yourself. Uh, now, as we're going through that, let's identify some outputs, monitor outcomes, and listen for impact. So when it comes to the outputs, right, um, the outputs are the things that we want to measure. It's kind of more of those um, general metrics on each platform. And so think about that, like we can see the views, right? YouTube will show us the views of all of our videos in total. And for each view, we can also set it to be in any time frame we want. So yes, we definitely have an output of views, you know, during each month. And then we can also see the views over the whole campaign. Um, and we can use those numbers to find an average per month. And we can kind of see, do we average about 300 views? Um, and then we also are able to see likes and dislikes, right? That's a great output met metric that is going to help us understand our ratio of likes to dislikes. And we can see number of comments, right? And so that's, again, the basic metric. We can just see the number of comments. Who is commenting? We can go in and actually look at that. So our outcomes are going to be views, likes, dislikes, number of comments. Now the outcomes Right, those more advanced metrics that get a lot more into the actions and the attitudes of the audience are much more related to objective number two, um, our one about, you know, having that positive association, the number one, which is just about the visibility. And that's totally normal. That's okay, right? Measurements are for reporting on the su success of your whole campaign. Um, and so you don't necessarily need to measure every single category for every objective. That's not necessarily realistic. That could be a sign your objectives actually aren't clear enough. Um, but just know like you, all of your objectives might have outcomes. Some of your objectives might not have any, but in your campaign, you definitely do need to monitor outcomes at some level for your campaign. So it's kind of that balance. Um, and it all again relates back to your goal and your vision. 
So for our outcome here, we actually are going to have to read the comments and then code them for positive, neutral, or negative sentiment. And that's going to help tell us, right, the attitudes and the feelings that people have. Um, there are programs that could be hired, you know, or used and paid for to do that. You know, but UNC, like our campaign, the plan is small enough um, that I'm just going to plan to manually review them. And if I get too many comments where that's not really like feasible anymore, then I'll just use some random sampling techniques to go through a portion and code them. Um, so as far as the outcomes, right, um, I'm going to be coding the comments for positive, neutral, and negative. Now I also can do an outcome of trackable click links, right? So if I put a link to like the UNC application, for example, in the description, um, and you know, I work with our admissions office to make sure it's a trackable um, URL so they know it came from social media and not somewhere else, um, then I can monitor that outcome as well because that's an action. They are because of our social media campaign, they clicked on this link to find out more info at UNC. Got it? Then last, the impact for this campaign. Um, that's the big picture contributions. Um, and so for that, you know, it goes back to our visions and goals for the client at large. That's, you know, UNC wants to increase recruitment and retention efforts. So for the impacts here, again, if I have a trackable link to put in our YouTube descriptions and we can actually see and associate trends in web traffic or applicants back to our campaigns, we can say, oh, look, how many people we got three, uh, this 3% increase, right, in web traffic, and it's coming from our trackable social media link, right? So that could be one way is actually tracking those trends. Another way that we could listen for impact, again, working and collaborating with another department would be looking at the trends in application or looking at, um, like asking applicants, how they heard of UNC or why they decided to apply. And if people click, oh, I saw a YouTube video about it, then that's one way that we can show an impact, right? Our YouTube content led to this impact in our recruitment efforts. Makes sense. So that framework's important. Um, and so think about that example um, and how the objectives, right? These measurable actions are then measured by our outputs, those kind of metrics, our outcomes and their actions, attitudes, and then even bigger picture at the impact. So I have a Slido for you. This Slido is going to close um, at the end of the day next Saturday. Um, so pop in um, with the Slido and the code. You can grab this at the description. It's also linked in Canvas. Um, but if you pop over to our Slido.com with the code 015005, um, answer this question. And I want you to put in and, and pause me and think about what is the difference between an output and an outcome? for your campaign specifically. So pop over to Slido, do that, and then come back and join me. All right, did you pause me? Did you answer the Slido? Fantastic. Now we're gonna talk about the actual types of metrics. Um, now metrics, just big definition, are the data collected in a systematic manner that measures our objectives in a social media campaign. Um, so metrics are right, the data that we collect through research. And research is the gathering of information in a scientific and objective manner to help answer a question, 
that's how the two are related. Um, and for a social media campaign, we're basically trying to answer the question of our objective. So did we have a positive ratio of sentiment in our comments? Right? Do we have more likes than dislikes on our content? Did we average 300 views per month? Do we need to adjust our goals and objectives for the next campaign? Right? All of those questions get answered from the data that we collect. And we just need to make sure that we are systematic about it. So that way you can also compare across campaigns. So if you know that you are following the same kind of steps and processes and pulling the same, you know, from the same data sources and using that nice, you know, kind of scientific objective process, um, then it's a lot easier to compare, okay, your campaign this year from your holiday campaign last year, your campaign during the spring compared to your campaign during the summer, your campaign from one product to the campaign of another product. Um, and so we just want to make sure that, you know, we're just being scientists about it all. Now we have four kind of categories of metrics to use within our measurement frameworks. Some of the metrics lend themselves definitely more readily to right those kind of categories in our framework. For example, our outtakes often get measured by some of our, you know, basic metrics, you know, but not necessarily like exclusively. Um, it could kind of be different. Um, but, you know, some definitely lend themselves to others, certainly. Now, as the campaign director, and of course, working with your strategist, if you have one, you will decide what metrics actually make sense and will measure what you are trying to do. And so the first is our basic metric. This is something available on most platforms um, and are usually available like right across those platforms. So those are things like followers, reach, sentiment. Um, and so you're always going to have and collect some form of basic metrics. Um, and again, those might relate more to our outputs. They might relate more to our outcomes. It really kind of depends. Um, but some other forms of basic metrics, besides our kind of big three of followers, reach, and sentiment, might be things like impressions, right? And so impressions being basically how many times your content was seen, but it could be by the same person. It's like how many times does it show up in a feed? Whereas reach is how loosely how many different people saw it. So we usually go with reach just because, for example, if I open up Instagram four times a day, I could right see the same and I don't scroll, you know, very far or something. It is possible that I see your same content, you know, two of those four times. So that would be two impressions versus, you know, my one reach. It knows it just got to my account. So you could look at impressions. Um, you could look at other kind of engagement data. Um, it could be things like influence even. Um, that That's kind of platform specific though. Um, it could be other types of activities. So your post rate, your post types, your general response rate. You know, all of that is kind of a basic metric that you could definitely look at and see how you're performing. Now, the second kind is our advanced metrics, and this is going to be through psychographic research. So our basic ones are pretty much readily given to you on a platform, um, whereas our advanced metrics, sometimes we have to do a little bit more work to figure out. And so our psychographic research is going to be things like reactions and responses to the content. It could be things like our buzz graph, our share of the conversation. It also could be things like our community retention. 
right? Um, and so you could look at all that. You could also look at things like time spent with your content. You could look at things like the uh, share of the community, right? And so if you know, okay, you have your audience persona, you know who your competitors are, you could kind of compare, right? Your, um, some of your even basic metrics to that of your competitors and start to understand kind of your share of this, you know, overlapping community. You can also look at things like brand awareness through advanced metrics. Um, again, you're gonna have to do some more research, create some of those buzz graphs, that kind of stuff to figure that out. Um, as well as just like customer retention. So especially if you're using a social care campaign, you might use some of these psychographic. So understanding, um, kind of those deeper motivations uh, that your audience has and shares. Now, the third kind is the channel metrics. It's kind of the most straightforward. These are things that completely depend, obviously, on the platform that you're on. So it could be, you know, the insights from the platform, and every platform has a different set of insights um, beyond some of those, like, basic ones. And so it could be, okay, on, on this channel, if I'm on Instagram, I'm going to look at the URL clicks from our story, like a story link. Or if I'm on Pinterest, right, I'd be looking at, you know, how often our content was pinned. Well, you can't check pin rate if you're on, you know, a platform that doesn't use pins, right? So platform or the channel metrics are just that. And then last is our behavioral metrics. And these are kind of action oriented research. Um, so a lot of times, right, our impacts um, could be tied to behavioral as well as our outcomes could be tied to behavioral. Um, and so these are things like we call them impact actions. But OK, if we posted right this link to download our workbook or our travel guide, how many times is it actually downloaded? Right? That could be a behavioral metric. You could look at things like conversion rate, right? How many people signed up for the webinar that, you know, saw it? And you could compare the number of signups for the webinar to your overall reach. And that could give you an idea of the conversion rate um, or of the people who liked or your overall comments, right? How does that compare to the people who actually signed up for the webinar? Um, you can also look at things like saves. Um, if, if that channel allows you to see that. So how many times did somebody download um, or save a post that you had? Um, and you could look at UGC, right? How are they using your content and reposting it? Can all go into some behavioral metrics that you might have for your campaign. Um, and so, yeah, these metrics aren't like, they don't necessarily map one for one, right? Onto our, um, onto our framework. And so it's not necessarily that, you know, the basic metrics only give you outputs. Certainly they are associated, but not necessarily same. You know, outtakes aren't only created from behavioral metrics though. Actions and behavior do often overlap. Um, it's not necessarily that your outcomes and attitudes have to always come from your advanced metrics, though they often help. And then saying your impacts kind of come from all four of them. So just know there's basically <laughs> the different things you need to know. You need to know your outputs, your outcomes, and your impact when it comes to your framework for measurement. And then you need to decide which combination of the four basic, advanced, channel, or behavioral types of metrics make sense for your campaign. It can get a little bit confusing, um, but just make sure that you think of it more as an intersecting kind of a layer of ways to measure. Um, 
sometimes can be really helpful for me. So I want to talk a little bit more about outcomes. Again, those are the attitudes. It's, it's measuring the audience is what the outcome is. And there's three types of outcomes that you could think about um, looking at as well. And so the first is cognitive. So you're thinking about, do people understand your message? Did they take away the primary mess, the primary message you're trying to get across? So back in, in our YouTube campaign for UNC, maybe one cognitive outcome that we pay attention to, and then we would, you know, use probably some like advanced, perhaps, um, maybe some basic metrics to understand, but our, to measure our cognitive outcome, we would ask, okay, do people understand the difference between us, UNC, Colorado versus North Carolina, right? That's an issue we always have. People associate us with UNC, you know, the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill, rather than UNC, the Bears in Greeley, Colorado. You know, so that could be a cognitive outcome. Do people understand our message and who we are, right? We can also measure attitudinal outcomes, and that's how do people feel about the message? What maybe emotional connection and association have you created? So we would try to measure things like, do people feel positive about UNCO? Do they think we're helpful and supportive? Or are they disliking our content? And that's where our metrics for things like sentiment, um, you know, can come in. And some of our even basic metrics for likes and dislikes can help us understand some attitudinal outcomes. And then last is cognitive. And these are what actions do they take? after our message. So we launch it. What actions are they doing? Is it what we hoped for? So in our example, do people click on the link, right? We provide it in our content. And then once they click on the link, are they applying to UNC? Are they signing up for a tour? Are they requesting more information? Or are they unfollowing our content? Could all be cognitive outcomes that we track and we measure and then we report on to ultimately help us understand our campaign better, help us understand our potential audience better, and help us kind of show um, everybody else why a digital presence is important and helpful for UNC's overall um, you know, efforts and vision. All right, and to wrap this episode up on measurement and evaluation, I have a final Slido. Use the Q&A feature this time, and let me know what metrics you are thinking about for your campaign project, as well as leave any other questions that you want to cover in class. Now, the last thing we didn't talk about very much here, well, we didn't talk about, <laughs> um, is the idea of budgeting, which, you know, is so incredibly dependent on your client and your company and where you work. Um, I personally have not even had to deal with budgeting because I mainly have worked, um, you know, the nonprofit higher ed, the budget was my own time and energy spent basically on it. Um, so in the Canvas show, I left a video in there for you um, that just kind of walks through kind of how to work out a social media budget just for you to keep in mind. And again, as we've talked about, it's more and more pay to play. So you will need to probably think about boosted posts. Um, again, we're not in our side, right? More public relations, content marketing. We're not necessarily the business of a straight running in advertisement, running an ad on social media. Um, our goal is more boosting right our content um because we're providing some sort of you know value added um but the line is super super thin 
between us, social media marketing and sort of our content marketing. So do watch that um, video just kind of about budgeting. Keep it in mind. You might explore, you know, there's a lot on YouTube for specific platforms. You know, budgeting on Facebook is a little different than maybe budgeting on Pinterest. Um, so just be aware of it. It's something when you go off into the workforce, you'll, you know, obviously pay a lot more attention to and probably be given a budget. Um, but do keep in mind that's something you would probably think about um, at this stage in your campaign as well. All right. Thanks, y'all. And I will see you soon.